Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Yo, what is going on, Buffalo Fanatics? How is everybody feeling tonight, Saturday Night Live, Rated Rev, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Everybody right now who's joining me live, do me this favor. If you have not already done so, smash that like and hit the subscribe button. And don't forget, go to supportbf.com and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Yo, I am so excited about tonight's show. And I'm excited as all get out about this massive game between the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow afternoon. But before we get into all of that, I need y'all to do me this one favor. It's the roll call, baby. It's the roll call. Let me know where you guys are watching me from. I hope you guys enjoy the little holiday spirit I got going on. Augustine, I appreciate you, baby. Comes in and says, yo, like the holiday spirit. Yeah, you know, I had a, I got to switch things up a little bit, man. You know, I love Christmas right around the corner. But let's get this thing popping, baby. Let's get it popping. Shout out to everybody, man. All the mafia. Everybody who's watching me live right now. I've got Debbie Shark coming in from the 716 What's happening, Debbie? Augustine Sambria coming in from Haines City, Florida. Y'all already know what time it is, baby. I've got Michael Williams coming in and says, yo, what's up, Wherever, what's good? Hey, man, it's all good, baby. Michael coming in from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York, repping the only team in NY. You already know. Alpha, R-O-B coming in from Jersey. Scott Blakely, what's happening, baby? Shot Town representing. James, Ontario, Canada. Here we go. Andrew coming in from Michigan says, go Bills. Go Bills all day, every day. Laura coming in from the 585 Rock City. Payday care. I mean, payday Dre, my bad. Chester VA, 804 up in this mug. What's good, Red? What's good, baby? I'm here, man. I am here. 
and I'm here with y'all. So shout out to everybody, man, who's joined me live right now. Much love. Very much appreciated. I tell you what. I am fired up about tonight's show, but about this game. This game is massive. In case y'all didn't know, this is huge. And the Buffalo Bills are flying high, coming off of that win in Kansas City against the Kansas City Chiefs 20 to 17 victory. Man, you know what? That that game was crazy. That game was crazy. And and I know I can't be the only one on here right now who thinks that towards the end of that game, you felt like, man, look here. The way it was looking, these Chiefs are about to come back and to win this game. I I I couldn't help but feel like, man, look, big guy Patrick Mahomes, he's he's uh marching down the field. He's gonna fool around and win this game, isn't he? That's exactly what I thought. Exactly what I thought. And uh surely I'm not the only one who had that, who had that that thought. Because I mean, we've seen that rodeo before. We've seen that show before where the Bills in these close games so far this year, towards the end of the game, they just the defense just breaks down. They break down and 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 they end up losing that game. But to my surprise, the defense actually stepped up. They stepped up. Now, granted, uh, there were some things that, that took place where you know a lot of a lot of conversation was was had about about the refs and all that kind of stuff and and I tell you what man like ref officiating across the NFL this year has been atrocious we already know that but that game against the Chiefs and how it transpired towards the end with Kadarius Tony getting flagged for being offsides look the brother was offsides okay he was offsides and I know uh Pat Mahomes has already come on here and apologized and all that kind of stuff. But man, like, like that, that wasn't a good look for him. It wasn't a good look for the Chiefs. It wasn't a good look for Andy Reid. It wasn't a good look, period. You know what I'm saying? To have that kind that that type of uh emotion and that type of unprofessionalism, it was just it was just pathetic. It was pathetic. And uh I hated to see it, but it let me know though that the Bills got under the Chiefs, man. They got under them, and the Chiefs were, were upset, and they actually kind of sounded like like some spoiled brats, you know, who just entitled, used to get in their way, Then all of a sudden things don't go their way, and they want to, you know, act a fool. That's exactly what that was like. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and spend a whole lot of time, you know, rehashing that. That was, that was yesterday's news. We got we got bigger fish to fry, but I just thought that that was that was very distasteful, you know, in my opinion, because I didn't get I didn't get a chance to really share my thoughts um, about that. Uh, but but most importantly, the Bills came out with the dub. They came out with the dub in Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it was an ugly win, but nevertheless, they won that game. And so now here we are. The Bills are feeling good about themselves. Back at home. Highmark Stadium, the monster game against the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we're going to talk all about just 
the stakes that are involved in this game. And I'm going to give you all some of my reasons as to why I believe the Bills are going to cruise to victory. Yeah, I said it. Well, I think the Bills are going to cruise to victory. So keep it locked right here. Don't go anywhere because later in the show, we're going to dive right into it. I want to hear y'all's thoughts on it as well. But before we get into all that, I've got a super chat from my man, Scott Blakely, coming in already. Scott Blakely, what's good, baby? He says, yo, Rev, we won't even need week 18. We're taking the vision week 17, the greatest story ever told, unveiling right before our very eyes. We got this. Scott Blakely coming through, man. Look, I'm feeling you, baby. I'm I'm not going to lie, man. This is... The way things are shaping up. Now, now I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself here, but Scott, you know, you, you, you just, you're pulling me on in, right? How fantastic, how amazing would it be? Right? Um, I heard my man, Thigh Doc, last, uh, you know, yesterday on, on the Rico Report, and he was talking about just how it seems like, and I'm paraphrasing how, like, the stars are aligning for the Buffalo Bills. Like, when you look at the adversity that this team has faced over the past, you know, a couple of years, going back to last year and all that kind of stuff, and, and you see the adversity, and you see things lining up, and then, like, it didn't work out for them. And then this year, like, who would have thought the Bills would be sitting here right now, 7-6, and six, fighting for their playoff lives? But despite all of that, here we are, and we're starting to see things happening across this, this, this throughout the, the AFC landscape. Now, I hate to, to, uh, to really bring up, like, injuries and whatnot because, I, you know, that, that's, that's unfortunate. But, I mean, it is what has happened. In the, in the AFC, we've seen all of these. We've seen these quarterbacks dropping like flies. Joe Burrows to Justin Herbert, you know, uh, uh, injuring his pinky. I mean, we're seeing all of these injuries take place in the AFC, and it's almost it's opening the door for the Bills. And the Bills are in control of their own destiny. And when we when, when we look at the landscape of the AFC right now and kind of, you know, just the playoff seating so far, you have to believe that, that as long as the Bills continue to win, a lot of those teams who are above them, they're going to end up losing and making way for the Buffalo Bills. And I don't think that many of us thought that the AFC East, that the division would be back um, up for grabs, right? I think many of us would, would thought that, you know, hey, just get in, right? The Bills have, have, had dug themselves in a hole, and all they need to do is, is just win and, and, and hope to get in. Well, we got a little bit of help last week because – the Miami Dolphins blew an epic. I'm talking about they lost. <laughs> they allowed, they lost the game to the Tennessee Titans. Like vintage old Bills. You know what I'm saying? Like losing the game in the end of the game. And I know Miami Dolphins fans are sick. I know they were sick. We saw TD. Uh, <laughs> We saw TD, uh, you know, TD Finn's, um, his, his, his epic breakdown after that loss. We saw him live. That was hilarious. Uh, 
<laughs> I know many Dolphins fans are feeling the same way, but they opened the door for the Bills. That's what I'm trying to say. They opened the door from the for, uh, for the Bills by losing that game. And I know Dolphins fans were feeling very cocky and confident about how they stood in the division. They had, what, like a three-game lead over the Bills. And they thought the division was in the wraps. Bills second place. Lucky to even make the playoffs. They were feeling good about themselves. And all of a sudden, they see the Bills take out the Chiefs. And then they lose in stunning fashion, horrible fashion, to the Tennessee Titans. And now they see in the rearview mirror, as they're adjusting the rearview mirror, they didn't think they'd have to adjust it, but now they're adjusting, and they see the Buffalo Bills gaining speed. You know the Dolph- you know Dolphins fans are afraid. You know they you know they are afraid. They are afraid like they've never been any more afraid before in their lives because they feel like at this juncture right now, especially when you consider their schedule, <laughs> the division could go to the Buffalo Bills. And like Scott Blakely said, the Bills taking it week 17. Week 17 won't let me come down to the week 18 matchup against the Dolphins. That's what I think. I think once the Dolphins lost that game, you can feel like a collective surge of energy from Bill's Mafia. Like, oh my gosh, y'all done, y'all done let us back in this thing. You know what I'm saying? And all of Bill's Mafia just got even more amped up. And you know, you know, Bill's, you know, you know, some of the players too. You know, they're watching that game. They're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So it everything is lining up. Everything is lining up for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, they just have to continue to handle business. They have to handle business. Now, we've got, we've got some Cowboys fans in here. Or at least this is one that I've seen. Uh, I'm going to give them a little bit, a, a little bit of a little bit of time here. Dallas Cowboys 2011 says, yo, bro thinks that it's about to be easy for the Bills. And he's laughing. <laughs> Look, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit later. But uh, first of all, I didn't say it's going to be easy. Uh, but cruise means it's, it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? You're going to find out. You're going to find out. I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but make sure you stay tuned. And by the way, since you're here, hit that like. Smash that like and subscribe to the channel. Okay. Now, getting into this thing, before I jump into this Cowboys matchup, I do want to kind of circle back and just talk about some things that happened so far um, that really piqued my interest over the week. Um, namely, number one was, uh, this, I'm talking about just this, this news throughout the NFL. Did you guys hear about that? I, I'm trying to remember where that report came from and, um, uh, it may have been like rumor, but I, some, somebody put it out there, and I'm trying to remember who it was, but Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft have decided to part ways at the end of the season. That's word on the street. That's word on the street. And 
if Bill Belichick is out, what does that do for the division, if anything at all? And where do you see Bill Belichick going? Or are you like, man, Rev, I don't even give a flip where he goes. He's out of here. Fine. Let it let let him walk. Let him go. I just thought that, you know, I mean, it's it's in, because you know, you you got a coach like Bill Belichick who who's been coaching the Patriots for God only knows how long. Right? All of those championships. And it's newsworthy whenever a coach of that magnitude leaves. Now we know that a lot of the conversation was um, yo, a bill is not the same without Tom Brady. You know, that you know, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg conversation. You know, was 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 Brady responsible for the for the Patriots' success or was it Belichick? You know, I mean, I argue can be made now that it's it was probably Tom Brady, you know, because what has Bill Belichick done since Tom Brady has left? Well, absolutely nothing, right. And granted, I mean, come on now, like Tom Brady, like you can't, Tom Brady, he's the GOAT, greatest of all time. You're not going to find Tom Brady on the tree. You know what I'm saying? Like the Brady's don't come on, grow, they don't grow on trees. And so they they haven't had any, you know, much luck in the quarterback department. They thought they had somebody in Mac Jones. He turned out to be nobody. They've been going back and forth, him and Bailey Zappi and all that. They, they don't have a quarterback. They have no weapons on offense, and so they've really been stinking up the joint since Brady left, and everybody left New England. But uh, I'm just curious because I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You always want to kind of have your eyes in the division and find out, you know, and just kind of take a look at what other teams are doing within your division and what's going to happen. And um, if, you know, Belichick does in fact leave, you know, I'm wondering – who will fill in that void? Who will fill in that void? The Patriots. I mean, you've got Bill O'Brien who's sitting there. Um, I, I, you know, maybe they just go with him, former head coach. You know, or if Bill Belichick leaves, maybe he takes him with him to be his OC. I don't know. I don't know, man. But uh, that's just interesting. I thought, I thought, man, yo, Bill Belichick is finally about to leave. Ain't that something? Where is he gonna go? You know, people have already started talking about, hey, man, yo, he's, and they already made memes and everything. He's going to the Chargers because, you know, we know that the Chargers <laughs> fired their head coach and GM after that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. That loss uh, to the Vegas Raiders of all, of all teams. Lost, but didn't, what did they give up? Was it like 60 something points? Yeah, you got to go. You got to go. And, uh, I actually think I actually thought that the decision for the Chargers to get rid of at least Staley was well overdue, long overdue. I've got a brother who's a who's a Chargers fan, and I tell him every year, I'm like, man, yo, man, how much longer are you guys going to give Staley? And that guy is a terrible coach. He's awful, awful. You know, and uh, so they finally decided to get rid of him. And you talk about a team that's that, that's wasting the talent of their of their franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. It's been the Chargers. Because there is no way in heck a team like that with Herbert, Keenan Allen, rookie uh, uh Quentin Johnson. Of course, they got Mike Williams, but he can't stay healthy. Austin Eckler, 
a defense with Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. There is no way that team should not be neck and neck in the division with the Kansas City Chiefs and in the playoffs, at least in the playoffs. Staley, man. Staley. So they got to find a coach. And I, and I, I would like to know just who, who, I mean, you know, what direction they're going to go because now they got to find a coach and GM tandem. And people are talking about, hey, man, you know, Bill Belichick down into L.A. I don't know because Bill Belichick hadn't been a good GM. He really hadn't. And he hadn't been much of a quarterback whisperer either. So, so uh, I don't know if the Chargers want to go that route. They better go. They better. They may want to look somewhere else, you know. But anyway, this ain't no Chargers podcast. It ain't no Bill Belichick podcast. This is a Buffalo Bills podcast, baby. And we are here to talk about the Buffalo Bills. And some news about these Bills so far approaching this game. We've got to talk about the injury. And so when we pull up the injury report, we already know what's going on. Um, man, this this is this is tough. This is tough for the Bills so far. I mean, they're they're, they're out. Um, they're going to be without AJ Epinesa and safety Micah High. So AJ Epinesa is dealing with the rib injury that he sustained last week against the against the the Chiefs game. And and AJ Epinesa, man, he has been a he has been playing very well for the Bills. Um, so they're des- they're, they're definitely going to miss his presence uh, around, uh, you know, on that defensive line rotation. And then they're going to be without safety Micah Hyde. Now this is a this is this is another loss that that uh that could have some long term ramifications. Um. Uh, you know, our very own thigh doctor, Alex Lucci, he, you know, he said you know, on the Rico report, he he believes that that this injury by Micah Hyde is career ending. Because this is what the second time he has sustained a stinger. You know, and we know that that injury that he that he first sustained that, that knocked him out for the year, the neck injury, coming back with this with the with the stinger, he said that it it, it would only make it that much easier. For him to get another stinger after that, and another one, and another one, and lo and behold, here he is, the second stinger, and now he's 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 out this game. And according to Sean McDermott, like it's it's not a day to day thing; it's a week to week thing. And IR is not off the table for Micah Hyde, so that's a tough loss for Micah Hyde. I know he didn't want to go out this way; um, he was, you know, trying hard to fight back and to stay in and 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 just 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 gut it out because he wants to win man like like well you think about him and and Jordan Poirier and just what those two have done for the Buffalo Bills since they really gotten here they're they they were they were the uh the staples of the defense i mean like like when Sean McDermott first got hired in free agency, what he did before he drafted Jadavius White, I mean, he went in free agency and he got him Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. I mean, those those guys right there, those two safeties in tandem, uh, they were critical to his defense and to him installing his defense and bringing in the type of DNA 
that he wants and the leadership and 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 even beyond that, I mean, just the, just the play. And so to see these guys right here on the back end of their careers is, it's, it's uh, you know, it's tough, right? It's 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 tough, and you can see it on the field too. I mean, you know, you can see their play kind of dropping a little bit here. I mean, th these guys, you know, they're on the plus side of thirty, and uh, you know, you only wonder like how much how much longer do they have to play? And 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 unfortunately, you know, this this could be the end for Micah High. This really could be. And so the Bills are gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have to they're gonna have a their hands full. I mean Brandon Bean, I should say, is gonna have his hands full trying to replace the likes of, of Micah Hyde and even potentially Jordan Poyer at the end of the season. Uh that's a safety tandem that has been the best safety tandem in the NFL for quite some time, even though they haven't really been getting their love. And their roses, uh, you know, except for like one year, you know, when they went, you know, um, all pro. So it's 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 tough to see Micah Hyde pulling for him, but man, you know, you just really, you really don't know, right? You really don't know. So other guys are gonna have to step up. Other guys are gonna have to step up and fill that void with Micah Hyde. You've got Taylor Rapp. You you know you've got Cam Lewis who can fill in too. So uh, the Bills are going to need all hands on deck. They're definitely going to need all hands on deck against this matchup against the, Cow the Dallas Cowboys because uh, that team is no slouch, man. Offensively, the Dallas Cowboys, they come with it. They do. I think they lead the league um, in points scored. I mean, that offense is, is one of the tops, the top offenses in the National Football League. So um, when you're without one of your, one of your top safeties, it's, it's going to be difficult to fill in that void. But I have faith in the other guys, um, like Cam Lewis and uh, and Taylor Rapp, to fill that void. And I think the Bills are going to be they're going to be fine. They're going to be just fine. The Cowboys, though, I think the Cowboys are dealing with with uh, injuries of their own. Um, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find their injury report because I think earlier in the in the week. Man, it's like a sick bug, or I don't know if a stomach bug or a flu bug or whatever. Man, was was uh hitting them brothers hard, and uh, I'm wondering. I know they got um, Hankins is going to be out, but um, I'm trying to think who else was on that injury report for the Cowboys. I think Stephon Gilmore was on there. Y'all forgive me as I'm trying to pull it up here. My, my my internet is lagging. It's going kind of slow right now. But anyway, I'm pretty sure it's Stephon Gilmore. I'm pretty sure it was Stephon Gilmore. And if that's the case, um, now granted, I don't believe that 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 you know he's not going to play. That's not what I'm saying. But man, if if they've got like a sick bug, if they had a sick bug going on and guys were were getting sick, whether it's flu related or whatever, um, this I mean it could bode well for the Buffalo Bills. And the reason and reason the reason I say that is because of this, they got to travel, and you have to figure that uh, they're going to be tired on the road, a long road trip in the elements. And then you're trying to recover from that kind of a sickness. Um, so 
here's the hoping that the Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills at the Dallas Cowboys, the, the guys who have been injured and, and been dealing with that kind of sickness, uh, are not back to full strength. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't find their injury report. I'm trying to scroll through Twitter. I can't find it right now. But anyway, um, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because um, I want to know who else is on that report. Super chat coming in from James. James, I appreciate it. He says, yo, Rev, hope you're doing well. Uh, you're taking a lot of crap from your fellow Texans. Uh <laughs> This week for the game, oh, oh, he's asking me the question. If I'm taking a lot of crap from from fellow Texans uh, from the game, uh, that, that's because I live in Texas. Um, love your podcast, bro. Keep it going, man. James, I appreciate you, baby. Uh, you know, man, I live in I, yeah. This is Texas, baby. I live in I live in Cowboys country. Uh, my wife is a Cowboys fan. Okay, so there you go. So you know, you know, you know, you know, you're gonna hear it. We hear all the time, man. It's you know, Cowboys, this Cowboys, that. I ain't even tripping. I ain't tripping. Um, I'm not taking a whole lot of crap from him, but I ain't really worried about it. Uh, as my wife walks in here and she's like, <laughs> she's trying to throw some shade, you know, about the Cowboys. You know, hey, man, this is definitely a house divided. And we circled this game. Unfortunately, man, we weren't able to go out there. We wanted to go to this game, but we weren't able to do it. Uh, but we're going to be watching this game. And uh, we're going to be fighting. We're definitely going to be fighting, wifey and I. Uh, you know, I tried it. I tried to pull her on my side, man. But, hey, I, it just didn't work, man. I guess I just ain't got enough enough pull. After 20 years, you'd figure, you know, my wife would side with me. But she just ain't giving up the Cowboys, man. It, it, it is what it is. You know, she's from the area, kind of close by. she got family and relatives out there and whatever. But, hey, man, it is what it is. Um, but. Needless to say, yeah, I'm definitely in Cowboys country, right in the thick of it. But, you know, it makes it all the, mo the more sweeter when the Bills spank that tail. <laughs> and then I got the bragging rights, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, let's keep it moving, baby. Let's keep it moving. So, as we approach this game, we know what's up, buddy. You want to say hi? You want to say hi? My son. Come here, come here, son. Here, come, go around that way. My son wants to come in and say, what's up? They just came back and uh, had something to eat. What's up? Say, what's up, buddy? What's up? Nathan, who, who are you going for um, in the game? Are the Buffalo Bills or the Dallas Cowboys? The Buffalo Bills, if they're coming on. The Buffalo Bills? Mm hmm Yeah. Who do you think is going to win this game? I think the Buffalo I think the Cowboys, but I don't know. <laughs> you never know. So wait, you you think you think the Cowboys are gonna win this game? Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. The Buffalo been losing for the first time. That's why I think Cowboys. Say that again in the mic. Say it again. The Buffalo Bills have been losing sometimes, and and that's why I voted that the Cowboys would win. I'm gonna kick your butt. Now I'm gonna no, kick your butt. No, get out of here. Get out of here. No, it's too late. I love you. You can't change it now. It's too late. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Get out of here, man. No, go ahead. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't believe that. So I got my son in here to give him some airtime. Man, I try to give him some airtime. You know, my son is like, yo, he's 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 with his dad. At least I thought. At least I thought he was with me. Cowboys, I mean, uh, uh, Bills fan. 
I brought him on here because I'm trying to set you I'm, I'm thinking that he's going to go for the Bills. He says, yo, uh, I, you know, I'm rooting for the Bills, but I think the Cowboys are going to win because the Bills have been losing. God, doggone it, man. I tell you, just when you, just when you think you know somebody, just when you think you know somebody, you don't know anybody in your own household. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. My own son. But I got, I've got a daughter. Let me see. Uh, she's, she's a Bills fan. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring her on. I'm going to bring her on because I want her to talk because she's, 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 she's jumped in, you know, she jumped on the Bills bandwagon. Alpha, Alpha Rob says, yo, man, your son betrayed you. He definitely did. He definitely did, man. I did not think he was going to say that. That, that, that shocked me. And so, uh, look, I'm, 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 I'm feeling some type of way. Daniel Alvarez says, yo, smart kid. Nah, man. I mean, he's smart, but he, but he, he got the wrong take. So I'm going, I'm going to bring in my other, my other child. She's a smarter child. You see, <laughs> come here, girl, come here. Y'all, y'all, y'all come take a look at, at my beautiful baby. Come here, get down, get down. There it is, there it is. This is, this is, can you sit up a little bit? There you go. This is, this is my, this is my daughter, Erica. Um, tell everybody why you are a Bills fan. Yeah, you got you got talking to Mike, babe. Oh, uh, I guess because I got it because of my dad. Honestly, I I really like the team a lot. I like Josh. I like Diggs. I don't know. They're very they're a good team. Honestly, they persevere through like the tough times and stuff. And yeah, I think they're gonna do a good job this tomorrow. So all right, so are you you picking the Bills? Yeah, you picking the Bills? Mm-hmm. All right. So now, do you have a score prediction? Score. I think it's gonna be a close game. Close game. Close Here, game. Get, in the, get in the mic. Get in it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't have a score prediction. What's yours? I'm going to talk about mine a little bit later. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> no score prediction? No? All right. Okay. All right, baby. I'll see you later. So there we go. That's That, that's, that was uh, one of my daughters, my youngest daughter. She, she's the smartest one. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my son betrayed me. I had to kick him out of the room. Uh, but I had to have at least one of them come on with me. Now my other daughter, I've got two daughters. So I got three kids. She's not. She she's not a. She's not into football, and so I ain't even gonna waste my time bringing her on. Maybe later, we'll see. I may bring her on for the for the score prediction. We'll see. Uh, but I had to. I had to kind of. You know, I had to bring her on just to kind of correct the wrong for my son. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't go out like that having my son picking the Cowboys. That just was not about to happen. Sophia says, yo, beautiful family, Rev. You are a blessed man. God bless. Thank you, Sophia. I really appreciate it. I'm definitely, I definitely am a blessed man. Uh, so anyway, that kind of threw me off for a loop there. I did not expect my son to do me like that, but it's all good. Bills Cowboys. This is a big, big game. Monster mashup. Did I say monster mashup? Monster. Matchup at Highmark Stadium. And I want to jump right on in here. And and uh and talk about it. Yo, De- Debbie says, yo, uh, hey, keep bringing Erica on. Yeah, Debbie, you're right. She's she's she has a she has good perspective. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely gonna bring her in and uh let her talk about some of these bills here later. I may, I may, I may, I may start doing that here from uh here on out. She may she may bring us some good luck. 
So we'll see. If the if the Bills lose, I ain't bringing it on no more. So, so we'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway, let's move on. So now, as we kind of preview this matchup here, we've got a quarterback matchup that's that's fantastic. We've got Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. Two of, well, many would think that that's the homer in me talking. But the national media would say, yo, Dak Prescott is in the in the running for MVP. And I would not disagree with that. I mean, Dak Prescott has been doing his thing, right? Um, he, has le- he has led his team to a 10-3 record. They are one of the top, if not the top, offenses in the National Football League right now. Uh, Dak has really silenced a lot of the doubters um, who thought that, you know, hey, you know, he wasn't all that. You know, he wasn't worthy enough to be considered um, in that upper echelon of quarterbacks in the National Football League. But Dak has... uh, Yo, he has come out this year, man, and he has been on fire. You look at Dak's numbers right now. I mean, so it's crazy. So Dak has got 3,500 yards right now, 3,500 passing yards right now, 69.3% completion percentage, 28 touchdowns, six interceptions, six interceptions. Uh, That's nuts. Six interceptions. And and I think that's kind of, you know, the difference. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say the difference, but it, it's it's a big difference when you when you when you compare Dak, um, and Josh Allen because we know Josh's <laughs> Josh's interceptions are up there. You know what I'm saying? So so when Dak has a when you got a, a margin like that, 28 touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, it looks good. And then you got 3,500 passing yards. Your team is winning. Uh, it's no wonder why he is considered to be um, probably probably the, the 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 current front runner for the MVP. However, however, I would be remiss if I did not put Josh Allen in that same conversation. And before a lot of the Josh Allen haters who are Cowboys fans in here right now. You get to flapping their gums and talking about, man, there's no way in the world you can consider Josh Allen in the MVP conversation. Maybe not right now because we know the MVP ain't really about most valuable player and, and, and numbers. It's, it's more or less about wins. What does your team look like record-wise? And even though even though wins aren't necessarily a quarterback stat in and of themselves, they, they, they look at it, right? They look at it. But when I look at Josh Allen right now and Josh Allen's numbers this year, you can put them right alongside Dak Prescott, right alongside it. If you've got Josh right now sitting at 3,400 yards, 3,447 25 passing touchdowns um, and then 10 
rushing touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. So Josh has got a total of 35 touchdowns. 35 touchdowns right now. Close to 3,500 yards of passing. But, of course, the number that people are going to be looking at are the interceptions. Which is crazy because even though, you know, people want to harp on the interceptions that Josh throws, they really, they really try to dismiss what he has done and what he's currently doing. And so when you compare these two guys, I mean, they're, they're neck and neck. I think this matchup right now could be the matchup between two MVP caliber, MVP candidates this year. Now, I will say this. If Josh Allen leads this team to victory against the Cowboys, you better believe it that Josh Allen's going to be back in that conversation for MVP, regardless of the Bills' record. They knocked off the, 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 the defending Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. They knocked, they knocked off the Dallas Cowboys at home. He is right back in that conversation. Right back in that conversation. So you can't trip. Haters going to hate. They're going to say what they want to say. But it is what it is, man. You, can, you, you can't deny the numbers. All right. And, and looking at this matchup, man, it's, it's really going to be a key matchup. Um, this, even though they're not going up against each other, but it is going to be fantastic to actually sit there and watch these two quarterbacks go at it uh, tomorrow. At the same time, as a Bills fan, I do not want Dak Prescott to do anything tomorrow. Nothing. Which is really going to lead me right back to one of my main topics of conversation. But before, hold on, hold on. You know what? Let me let me let me let me put a, a a pin in that because I do want to bring something up. I do want to bring something up. I wanted to talk about, and I was just reminded of this. I, w- I wanted to talk about some of some some of the Bills stat leaders, okay? Because here's here's my thing. I don't want nobody to forget just how good the Bills team is right now. The Bills are better than their record indicates, okay? They are much better than their record indicates. And when you look at it, here's just some stat leaders from the Bills. Josh Allen right now, 35 passing touchdowns. I mean, 35 total touchdowns, like I mentioned earlier. 25 passing touchdowns tied for second place in the NFL. QBR 70.6, third. 3,447 passing yards. Is seventh. Okay. Stefan Diggs. He's been having, he's been having kind of a quiet year. Right? But still, he's seventh, tied for seventh in the league um, in receptions with 87 receptions. He's just under a thousand yards receiving, 193 yards receiving. We know that we're gonna get him back involved. Um, it's just a matter of time. You got five games remaining. Stephon Diggs is going to get back involved. He's going to get well over 1,000 yards receiving. And then he's got eight touchdowns, tied for fourth. James Cook. James Cook right now, 10th in rushing with 789 rushing yards. Who would have thought that at this year, at the beginning of the year, that we'd be talking about having a top 10 
back in the NFL. And James Cook is right there, 789 rushing yards. Terrell Bernard, 112 tackles, puts him 12th. The sack leader for the Buffalo Bills, Leonard Floyd, with nine and a half sacks. So those are some of your stat leaders for the Buffalo Bills right now. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, James Cook, Terrell Bernard, Leonard Floyd. I'll tell you this, man. Like, (laughs) the Bills, when you look at the defense, because I'm thinking about Leonard Floyd, I'm looking at that number, nine and a half sacks. Man, oh, man, oh, man, did we luck up on a brother like that. Kudos to Brandon Bean for what he was able to do and bringing in Leonard Floyd to this team and how remarkable he has been for the Bills in that defense. Nine and a half sacks so far. Remarkable. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. And then. You look at a guy like Terrell Bernard. Many thought that the Buffalo Bills had an issue with the middle at the middle linebacker position. When when Tremaine Edmonds left in free agency and he signed to the Chicago Bears, we thought, man, oh man, the Bills have a huge void at middle linebacker. And we, I mean, we heard. You know, at the beginning of the year, well, kind of like in training camp, that they oh, just Terrell Bernard and I think Tyrell Dotson. But then Terrell Bernard got injured, and then we didn't hear anything of him. All of a sudden, when Terrell Bernard gets back on the field, yo, he has been on fire, having a remarkable season, really uh, doing some things. I mean, when you when you look at him on, on on tape and on the film, like, yo, he is playing better, in my opinion. Then Tremaine Edmonds has been playing for the Buffalo Bills. He really has. And he's been making more impact plays for this team. At a fraction of the cost, the brother is still on his rookie contract. So to get that kind of production from Terrell Bernard on a rookie contract is fantastic. Fantastic. And so when you look at these guys here, Leonard Floyd, Terrell Bernard, I mean, the list goes on. Ed Oliver having himself another remarkable season. <laughs> another guy across the defense um, that has really just, just stood out to me so far. I mean, you look at a guy like Rasul Douglas. A guy like Rasul Douglas on this defense has been a fantastic pickup by Brandon Bean. Fantastic pickup. Like, there's a reason why you call him Big Baller Bean. That's the reason. You bring a guy like that, and I'm surprised that the that the Green Bay Packers were were willing to let him go. When you bring in a guy like Russell Douglas, and he has been he to me, when you look at Russell, it's almost like like he's been here, like the entire season. Like that's how how that's how great of a fit he has been on this defense. And he has really solidified that cornerback position alongside uh, Christian Benford. And I will say this: and I'm going to ask this question. Like it, 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 it. Do can, do the Bills, or will the Bills have a cornerback problem 
at the end of the year. And by that, I mean Rasul Douglas, Jadavius White. What are the Bills going to do at that position at the end of the year, going into next year? That is that is going to be probably you know uh, you know uh, uh, maybe one of the one of the one of the bigger headlines you know the offseason for the Buffalo Bills is figuring out that decision right there going forward. But we can table that conversation for a later time. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there because uh, you know I, I love what Rasul has done for the Buffalo Bills, and uh, for me, man, look here, I want this brother here long term. I want him locked in. I do. I don't want him going anywhere. And I love him paired up with Christian Benford. We'll see what happens with Davis White going forward. But uh, for now, man, that has been a remarkable addition. Remarkable addition. Laura comes in and Laura says, yo, that, that's a tough question. A tough question. I love Rasul. <laughs> and I love Trey. Facts. Absolutely. And so... Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too far ahead and, and jump into that conversation, you know, fully. But I did just want to just kind of put it out there a little bit. That's gonna be, that's gonna be huge. What Brandon Bean is going to do going forward at that position with Rasul with Drew Davis, and then you still got Kyrie Elam. <laughs> anyway, moving along, moving along. Shout out to you guys, man, for joining me and for sticking with your brother right now. We're just on, we're about 10 minutes under an hour, 50 minutes going into the show. And now is the time where I talk about the reasons why I believe the Bills are going to cruise to victory. Why are they going to cruise? Look, number one, number one reason for me. And uh, it's really no surprise, but I'll say it like this. The Dallas Cowboys, as good as they are, and this is no shade, no disrespect, but as good as the Dallas Cowboys are, they are not the same team away from home. They are not the same team away from home. Let's take a look at the numbers. The Dallas Cowboys at home are undefeated. 7-0 in Dallas, right? 7-0. With wins over the, the Jets, the Patriots, Rams, Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, and the Eagles. But on the on the on the road, though, on the road, the Cowboys are three and three. Three and three on the road. Their wins on the road, well, I'll save the wins for later because I got a, I got a point I want to make. Losses on the road, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles. Look, let me just say this right here. See, this this this, this is why I love trolls, man. I, I, I love trolls, and I love guys who, who or gals, whoever this, this may be, who like to talk trash. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I appreciate you, NC Street News, for coming on the show. <laughs> He's laughing and says, yo, this guy's a clown. And then he says, yo, the Jets and Patriots, who the Bills lost to, 
Look. <laughs> I'm just giving you the facts, brother. Or sister. Why are you getting defensive? It is Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Is what it is. The Cowboys, 7 0 at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 7 0 at home. But we're going to talk about their losses and who they want to. So stick, say, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Because even though the Bills lost to the Jets and the Patriots, there's some games that I know the Cowboys wish they had back too. You know what I'm saying? But even on a much bigger point, I'm going to get to it right here. You look at the Cowboys on the road, three and three on the road. Losses to the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Their wins on the road are the Giants. Look, the Giants, who are five and eight, and they won 40 to zero, week one. Second win on the road goes to the Chargers, 20 to 17. Close win on the road to the Chargers who are five and nine. And then their other road victory goes to the one and 12 Carolina Panthers, who, uh, how befitting them being one and 12 as they are going to be probably primed for the number one overall pick in the draft next year. So the Cowboys road wins. <laughs> I tell you what, man, look, the Cowboys road wins are against teams with a combined win-loss record of 11 and 29. 11 and 29. The Cowboys have no road win against a team whose record is above 500. Not one, not a single one. When you look at the Cowboys at home, the players or the teams that they've won against have a combined win-loss record of 39 and 52. <laughs> so in fact, the Cowboys have only one win in their 10 wins, only one win against a team with a winning record. Only one. And then that's the Eagles, who are 10 and 3. But on the road, combined win loss record of the teams that they beat 11 and 29, none of which are above 500. Look, say what you want to say about the Bills. Say what you want to say about the Bills losing to the Jets and losing to the, to the, to the Patriots. Your Dallas Cowboys, you better watch them because they are not the same outside of the comfort of AT&T Stadium. Once they get on the road, they lose. And they don't play hot. 
and they got to travel all the way to Buffalo, New York, in the weather, in the cold, in the rain. And you got guys who are sick, dealing with flu-like symptoms and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So before you want to clap and talk your trash, you better make sure that these Cowboys are ready because they are not the same team on the road. And they are coming up against a team on the road that they don't really want to play. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. They don't want to play. They don't want to play them. Because even though the Bills, even though the Bills are seven and six, they are a far better team than their record indicates. And we've seen the Buffalo Bills do what they've done before at this stage in the season, in the regular season. First of all, you you let's I mean let's just go back to the Eagles game. The Bills were this close to winning that game against the Eagles, an uncommon opponent who they've never played before in their lives. Never played them. I think the last time they played them was, was years ago. Completely different team. On the road in Philly, lost in overtime by three points. They go to Kansas City, defending Super Bowl champions, beat them. You look at the offense and how they've been playing since they had their brand-new offensive coordinator in Joe Brady, and you look at what Josh Allen's been doing. I'm telling you right now. The Cowboys, on the road to Highmark Stadium, they don't want no parts of it. Now, if they're playing in Dallas, it might be a different story. It might be a different story. But I'm telling you right now, as a Bills fan, look, 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 Bills Mafia, don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. Okay? The Cowboys are not the same. They aren't the same on the road. Second reason to me is the Bills are desperate. You know, there's this thing about, about comfort. Comfort. You know, when you're comfortable, you get pretty content. And the Cowboys are comfortable right now. At 10 and 3, everybody's talking about them. Oh, look how great Dak Prescott is, and he is. Oh, look how great the offense is, and they are. Look at what they've done. It's admirable. But they haven't really facing adversity. What adversity has the Cowboys faced? None. None. Meanwhile, you have the Buffalo Bills. We got the adversity they faced last year. And they come into this year, and things are not going their way. They've dug themselves into this hole. And they're climbing their way out of it. But this team right now, understanding what they've done and what they have to do in order to punch their ticket in the postseason. They've been here before. They've faced adversity before in the season. I mean, the Cowboys are sitting pretty comfortably right now. They're feeling good. on I mean, defense, I mean, look, these guys are healthy. The Buffalo Bills have had to overcome 
the losses of three key starters across three levels of their defense. Daquan Jones on the defensive line. Matt Milano, the linebacker. Tredavious White, again, Achilles injury for the year. Gone. They've had to overcome that adversity. And they have. Injuries are no excuse, but they are facts. They are facts. You show me how good the Cowboys would be without Micah Parsons for the year. Without Stephon Gilmore for the year. Don't want somebody else. You're going for the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Adversity to me is what is, is really what, 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 what makes winners show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if you've been through something, you can reference it when you go through something again. And these Buffalo Bills have been through it, and now they're desperate. And you don't want to face a team that's desperate. At seven and six, they know that they have to win every single game. Many people would say, well, some people say, well, you know, they can afford to lose against the Cowboys because it's a it's it's a it's an NFC game. Forget that. Not the Buffalo Bills, baby. Not these guys. Mm-mm. The Bills are in playoff mode right now. Right now. Locked and loaded in playoff mode right now, meaning that it's win and move on. Lose and go home. That's their mentality. Even though they understand they have five games remaining on the schedule, they know that they're playing for more than just a regular season. They're playing for the postseason. And if they lose, their postseason hopes are almost gone. So you've got to face a team on the road who the Cowboys are not good at playing on the road. An uncommon team, a team that you haven't played in in a couple of years since Thanksgiving that, oh, by the way, when you remember, in your house, you got embarrassed. Thirdly, it's in the weather, in the elements. Dak Prescott, not good in rain. Cowboys don't want no part of the cold. And the Cowboys are comfortable. They feeling like we ain't really got to win this game. We're going to the playoffs. We're 10 and 3. We're feeling good. If we win, we win. If we lose, so be it. It's not going to really make any difference for us and our and our hopes. That's going to be y'all's demise. That's going to be y'all's demise. And Bill I am says, "Yo, I wouldn't say desperate, but I would say motivated. Motivated by pressure." Well, I mean, it could be both. It could be both because they are definitely desperate to win. They know the stakes. Josh Allen has talked about the stakes. They already understand it. Look, these guys are these guys are so loaded. So, these guys are so locked in. It's 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 remarkable. And we have a point of reference. We can go back to last year and how the Bills went on a run where they won multiple games in a row. The year before then, I think it was in 2021, that season uh, in December, man, the Bills 
were facing them. They're kind of in the same boat right now as they are right now, where they were second place in the AFC East. The Pages at the time were first place in the East. And the Bills went on a run and did not lose another game the regular season and then lose until the divisional game against the Chiefs. Meanwhile, the Patriots ended up losing and falling apart in the regular season. Bills went on to win. And like Richard Forbes says, yo, it seems like it seems like we go on a run every year. That's true. Like this team knows how to, and this is when you want to be playing your best ball. Really, I mean, really, it is. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, like you, when we go over the the course of the season and we look at some of these losses, does it? I mean, do you wish that the Bills had had handled business against teams like the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots? Absolutely, absolutely. But every year, from every team, there's gonna be those losses that you're like, man, how in the world did we lose to this team? How in the world did we lose to that team? You know what I'm saying? It happens. I'm sure the Cowboys are like, man, how in the world did we lose to the Cardinals? I mean, it happens. But they've handled their business. Albeit against a very weak schedule, but, they, but they've handled their business. <laughs> Let's just be honest, okay? Let's just be honest. And so the Bills have been here before, man. They're desperate. They're desperate and they're motivated. Okay? But another reason for me is I think, and this kind of goes back to last week's win. Man, I saw something last week. I believe that the Bills were going to beat the Chiefs anyway. But, you know, the, the talk of the week last week was all about Sean McDermott and that hit piece by Tyler Dunn on Sean McDermott and questioning the man's uh, character. I felt like we would see just how true that may be if the Bills lost that game um, in a way that indicated the players kind of gave up on the coach. It kind of like when well, you see the Chargers right here losing against the against the Vegas Raiders, giving up sixty some points. You know what I'm saying? The Bills didn't do that. They fought their you-know-what's off. They got that victory, and we saw the the post-game uh, speech in the locker room by not just Sean McDermott. Then we heard that we heard the players in the back saying, yo, hey, we got your back, coach. We got your back. And then followed up by the GM, Brandon Bean, he gives a, he, he gives a game ball to Sean McDermott. And he says, we got your back. And so you saw that love right there, man. And everybody surrounded the coach. And you know these players played for coach. And it wasn't just for that game. I think going forward, man, the Bills want to prove that Sean McDermott is their guy. They don't want to make any changes. And I think they're going to continue to play. Like they use that as a chip. Oh, 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 oh. Are you going to come at my coach like that? All right. I got his back. We got his back. And so they're playing for much more than just a win. And that's what I love so much about this team, man, is that this, this team, man, yo, they play for each other. And you can see it. 
you can see it, man. Like, even in even in the losses, you can see how how much it bothers him, how much it bothers guys like Josh Allen. You know, but this team right now, they're playing for something that's more than themselves, that's bigger than themselves. It's bigger than a win on the on, on, on the on the win loss column. It's bigger than that. And they had a taste of of how close it was to 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 be in that Super Bowl. Just how close it was. And the Bills want to go back. They want it so badly. They def they I, I'm telling you right now. Ever since that loss to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, they have been yearning to get to the play to to, to the Super Bowl. Yearning to get to it. Devastating divisional round loss against the against the Chiefs, and we all thought thirteen seconds. We thought, oh, man, that was a year. Devastating loss last year in the playoffs to the, to the Bengals. This team right here. It's hungry. They're not satisfied at all. And so when you look at it, although it's it's see, some of the stuff is 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 you can't really see it on a stat sheet. But it's just if you know the team and you and you and you and you know how they operate, there's some of these underlying things about a team that motivates them, that makes them dangerous. And you may not see it on the outside. But if you cut them up and you see that heart, that's some of the key things, man, that, that, that makes them dangerous. And for the Bills, when they're desperate, when they're playing for, for their lives, for their postseason lives, they're playing for one another, they're playing for their coach, they're playing for the Bills' mafia, they're playing for their pride. You see what I'm saying? That stuff you can, you don't see on the stat sheet, but that's that's what that, that that's that's why that's that's why I feel so confident about these Buffalo Bills going forward. That's why I feel like this team, man. Look, I'm like I'm like I'm like Pierre. I'm like the kingpin. The Bills ain't losing another game. They are not losing another game because we have seen this before, and we see it in their eyes. And every time this team faces adversity. They've been able to come out on top. The end of the season, they face incredible adversity throughout the year. And at the tail end of the season, they go on a run. So why should I, as a Bills fan, not expect the same thing to happen? I expect it to happen. I do. One and zero started last week. The run started last week. They're one and zero, and I expect it to happen tomorrow. Against the Buffalo, I mean, against the Dallas Cowboys soon. And we are going to see it soon. So now let's talk about some keys. Let's talk about some keys, man. And I'm going to get to your, your, your comments here. I see Will Day says, yo, for sure, man, I don't have a dog in a fight. I'm a Commanders fan. All right, Commanders fan. Hey, look, I'll tell you right now, uh, You're gonna become a fan. <laughs> you're gonna become a fan, and you're gonna want the Cowboys to lose. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, the keys, keys, keys of victory for me because when I, when I when I when I look at 
at this game. I look at this matchup. Now, granted, the Bills have to come with it, which I believe they will. But for me, one of the keys, and I'm, and I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball. To me, it starts with a matchup between Teron Johnson, Taron Johnson, and C.D. Lamb. I, for one, absolutely love C.D. Lamb. Love him. I'm a huge OU fan. I loved him ever since then. Um, he's just a fantastic guy and a remarkable player. I'm glad to see him finally getting his, his just due, right? The guy, is, the guy is elite. So that matchup between he and Taron Johnson is going to be key because the Dallas Cowboys have been moving him around now um, and putting him in the slot a lot, which is going to be matched up against Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson is one of the best nickel cornerbacks in the National Football League. Okay, so he's gonna have his, but he's gonna have his hands full. So the Buffalo Bills are going to want to stop Dak Prescott in that in that offense. It starts with Ceedee Lamb. You have to do whatever you have to do to take away a team's main threat. We've seen it happen. Um, shoot, we saw it happen last week against the Chiefs. Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, made a concerted effort to take Diggs out of the game, and he was successful. So when you have a, a, a top-flight defensive coordinator, what you're going to do is you're going to want to take out the opposing team's top player. That is C.D. Lamb. So I expect Sean McDermott to have a plan of stopping or taking him out of the game and making the Cowboys rely on their secondary weapons. Brandon Cook, Michael Gallup, other guys like that. Another key, though, for the Bills, and this is going to stay on the defense side of the ball, is they cannot sleep on Jake Ferguson. That tight end is probably one of their uh, – Second weapons. I mean, when you look at you got CD Lamb, and then you and then and then after CD, it has to go Jake Ferguson, right? And the Buffalo Bills are going to have to make sure they key in on him. Now, that's a matchup where, ugh, man, it, it could be tough because who's gonna who's gonna take that that matchup? I don't feel confident in Tyrell Dodson. Matching up against against Jake Ferguson, I re I really don't. Uh, and so, perhaps in this game, we see the Buffalo Bills deploy more of a dime package, where they they sub Tyrell Dotson out with a safety like uh, Jordan Poirier. Maybe they bring Jordan Poirier in the box and they put Taylor Rapp back out there in safety. You know, and you know, uh, so that way they have you know more of a coverage guy. Um, on their tight end, Jake Ferguson. That, that's what that, that's me. That's what I expect to see. I could be wrong, but I feel like, I mean, we've seen, we've seen Sean McDermott do it before. He's put Jordan Poyer on guys before. And so I think that's going to be, the, because you don't want to put Tyrod, I mean, you don't want to do it. Tyrod Dawson is, is he, he's, he, he's okay for what he does, but he's not, he's not good in coverage. He really isn't. Well, you got a guy like Jake Ferguson who has 570 yards receiving, you know, five touchdowns. 
I mean, he's he's a weapon on that team. And so you have to make sure that you put somebody on him who can who can um give you a better chance at slowing him down. And that to me is Jordan Porter. Go dime. So we may see a lot more dime package going into this game. Another key for me is the Bills are going to have to, um, as well, um, look at, at Tony Pollard. Now, I know Pollard hasn't really been doing, doing a whole lot here lately, but, you know, to me, you have to make a team one-dimensional, right? You don't want to see them in a rhythm um, and their offense is, is is very balanced and they're able to really just, just go throughout their playbook and really call whatever they want to. You want to make them one-dimensional. And to me, and you, so you have to, you have to shut them down. And so they, I mean, they have potential. Well, Tony, Tony Pollard is that kind of guy behind that, behind that offensive line, mind you. Um, they can run the rock. And so if the Bills are not careful, um, especially in this weather. Tony Pollard could have himself a good game. So the Buffalo Bills need to make sure that they slow down Tony Pollard, shut down the run first, shut down the run first, make them one-dimensional in the pass game, which will kind of fits more with the strengths of the Buffalo Bills defense, which is in the pass defense. You know what I'm saying? So that's on the defensive side of the ball. Okay? Key, CeeDee Lamb, put Poirier on Jake Ferguson, stop Tony Pollard in that run game. Now, offensively for the Buffalo Bills, because, I mean, I could say pressure as well, right? But Dak Prescott, he's been getting the ball out pretty quickly, so I don't, I'm not too sure how much pressure the Bills, the, the Bills are going to be able to put on him. Uh, I, don't, I definitely don't, don't, don't want the Bills to kind of sit back in coverage. They're going to have to pressure him, get him off of his spot. But I, I'm not expecting a whole lot of sacks coming out of this game. But if they can pressure him in key moments and get him off of his spot, especially in the rain, it could bode well for the Buffalo Bills defense. Offensively for the Buffalo Bills. A key for the Bills offensively. To me, you know, they, they have to establish the run. They, they really do. Uh, James Cook has been a surprise. I mentioned at the top of the show, James Cook um, is 10th in the league in rushing. He has been playing lights out and under Joe Brady, the new offensive coordinator, you know, and used heavily in the past game. So for me, that that's, that's where it starts. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that's where it starts, but that's, that's the key for the bills. Get James cook involved in that offense early and often. Okay. Early and often establish a run, but mix it up with the pass. I love what Joe Brady's been doing. I, I really do. I love it. I look at James Cook right now. I mean, the brother's got 789 yards on the ground. He's averaging 4.8 yards per clip. He's he, he's just playing. He's just playing well. He really is. But receiving numbers, though, uh, I'm liking it. And I think that's where we're going to see uh, James Cook excel. This year, I mean, he's got. I'm trying. I'm trying to pull it up here. I'm trying to look at his at his receiving numbers. Um, uh, where did it go? I just lost it. Ah, doggone it! 
I just lost it. I'm trying to find it. But any, anyway, and then my internet would be going slow right now, too, so I can't find it. But James Cook, and if you guys happen to have it, you know, pull it up for me and drop that in the chat. But I, I wanted to see James Cook's receiving yards uh, this year so far. So incorporate James Cook, get him involved, get the get establish that run because I feel like last last week against the Chiefs, I think I thought the Bills they got away from the run too soon. In the second half, they really got away from it, and I think that's what kind of stalled the offense out and allowed the Chiefs to kind of get back in the game. So if the Bills can 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 establish that run, and I'm not saying that James Cook needs to run the ball 20 to 25 times again. That's not what I'm saying, but when it's working, keep it up. Keep it up and don't go away from it until the Cowboys can prove that they can stop it. Okay. Secondly, for me, another key to, to for, for, for a Bills victory is up front the offensive line. I need the Buffalo Bills offensive line to make sure they keep Josh Allen upright. Because Micah Parsons is a problem and a half. That brother's a problem. And the way they utilize him all across, all up and down that defensive line, uh, it could cause problems. It really could up front. And so the protection has to be on point for the Buffalo Bills. They have to make sure that they're communicating at a high level and find out and identify where Micah Parsons is at all times. At all times. Because if they let that brother loose, and they start to spring a leak across the offensive line, it's going to be a long game for the Buffalo Bills. So protection. And it can also go into to Joe Brady's scheme, you know, how he decides to utilize, you know, Josh. Quick passing, you know, some screens, uh, roll the pocket, move the pocket, you know what I'm saying, things, things of that nature to kind of keep Micah Parsons, you know, guessing. You don't want to have Josh Allen sitting back in the pocket and just allowing those guys and that pass rush just to tee off. Okay. Next on offense, my next key. I need them to I need them to find a way to get Stephon Diggs involved. I need them to find a way to get him back involved and get him going in this game. Now he's gonna have his hands full against Stephon Gilmore. Now how I don't want to use the word healthy, but how strong will Stefan be, you know, coming off of the sickness? I don't know. You know, a long trip in the rain and it's cold. You know, we'll see. Stefan, I mean, he he is still proving to be a top cornerback in the national football at 33 years old. At 33. But we know Stefan doesn't travel. You know what I'm saying? He does not travel. And so if the Bills, the Bills may need to move Stephon Diggs around, you know what I'm saying, and pick their matchups there. However they decide to do it, I need them to get Diggs involved more. And I think they tried to do that last game with the, in the wide receiver screen game, but, you know, that just hasn't been working. For whatever reason, it has not been working for Stephon Diggs in that wide receiver screen game. I don't know why. I mean, he's been dropping some passes, which is uncharacteristic of Stephon. But I trust Joe Brady to figure it out. But if 
the Dallas Cowboys defense finds a way to take Diggs out of the game, that's when the secondary guys need to come up. And that's I'm talking to you, Gabe Davis. And I, you know, hey, I I, I on my show, I, you know, I do, I do that, you know, put up or shut up almost every week. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do it this week because the same guy is on the list every single week. And if I did it again this week, it was it was going to be the same guy. That's Gabe Davis. I need Gabe Davis to step up. When you have a number one wide receiver, you can expect defensive coordinators to try to scheme him out of the game. They're going to try to erase him from the game. That's when your secondary options need to step up. When you have a guy who is in a contract season and, 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 call, and considering himself to be a wide receiver too, like Gabe Davis, you cannot have games where you just go 0-4. You know what I'm saying? You cannot have games where you get zero targets, zero catches. You can't have it and call yourself a wide receiver too. You cannot do that. And especially in a game like this. Now, he's going to be matched up against Bland, who we know what he does. We know what he's done. Um, all those INTs. He's going to read Josh, and I hope Josh doesn't give him one. I hope he doesn't do it. That this might be the game because, I mean, you can, you can target Bland. You really can. But you can have to match him up. We saw that against we saw that against the uh the Cowboys against um who was it? The Seahawks. They moved DK Metcalf and they put him on Bland because again they don't travel, the corners don't travel. And we saw what happened. DK Metcalf lit that brother up. You know what I'm saying? So if if if, if Gilmore's not gonna travel, I'm moving, I'm moving digs and putting him on him. But nevertheless, Gabe Davis has to do more. He really does. We can't, we, we, we can't have this brother not doing anything. Okay? And then another key for me, offensively, I want to see this team go back to more 11 personnel. I said this, I think it was last week. It may have been a couple of weeks ago. But I, this is when the news came out that Dawson Knox was going to be returning to the team. Although I was glad and still am glad to see Dawson Knox return to the team, I thought that they had found something there offensively, especially with Joe Brady. They found something there in this 11 personnel with Dalton Kincaid, then you had Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Khalil Shakir. They found something there that had been working. The offense had gotten to a rhythm. But then when Dawson Knox got back, my concern last week was like, man, I'm concerned that they're going to try to force feed this 12 personnel back after the offense has been accustomed to playing without him. And we could see a slight regression offensively because of it. And, well, we saw that against the Chiefs. I mean, they put up 20 points against the Chiefs. Now, granted, the defense is good, but it, you know, there are some points where I'm like, man, they seem like they're forcing it. I want to see more 11 personnel because to me, Dalton Kincaid is tied in one on the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion. Okay, no disrespect to, to, 
to Dawson Knox. He just is. He's tied in one. If that brother doesn't drop any passes, he's he's fantastic. For a rookie tight end, he is doing a very good job. And Josh trusts him. I would like to see them go back to that personnel package and get Dawson, I mean, get Dalton Kincaid and Khalil Shakir more involved in that game. Because when we saw that working, it opened it up for Diggs. And when Diggs wasn't doing well, the secondary options weren't weren't Gabe Davis. Because if you go 12 personnel, you've got you've got Kincaid, Knox, Diggs, and Davis. Well, if you go, if 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 David, if, if Diggs is out, you've got Davis as the other receiver. I didn't like that. So when you go 11 personnel and you spread the ball out and you've got those three receivers, I like the look of of uh, uh, Khalil Shakir. I think Khalil Shakir, man, uh, this every time every time he gets on the, on, on the field, he produces. And I think that actually works better for the offense. Getting digs, uh, Davis, Shakir, and, and Kincaid in there. So that's what I want to see. I think if the Bills are able to mix it up, personnel-wise on offense, Stay on schedule ahead of uh, ahead of the chains. The Bills are going to cruise to, to victory. They really are because the Cowboys don't want no part of the Buffalo Bills this game. They they really don't. I'm just gonna be honest. And and it's like Glenn says. Glenn Goulet says, "Yo, Shakir needs to be a constant part of the game plan." I agree. He has to be involved more because when you're not getting it out of your quote-unquote, number two in Gabe Davis. I mean, Khalil Shakir, to me, should get more targets. He should get more more targets than Gabe Davis. He really should, and that's just my opinion. But, you know, every time, every time he gets on the field, man, the brother just does something, man, he, you know. He plays. Now, Kim Betts says uh, Davis is due for a good game. Kim, I sure hope so. I hope this is it. I mean, boomer bust Gabe, right? So, Maybe this is the game in which he he booms. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I hope that happens for the Bills' sake. I still don't trust Gabe Davis on a consistent basis to do it. I don't. It's just so frustrating, man. It's so frustrating. But I'm not going to harp too much on, on, on Gabe Davis because I've done it every single week. So those, those to me are, are, are my keys. Offensively, establish a run, get James Cook involved, get Stephon Diggs involved early and often, however you decide to do it. Just do it. Protect Josh Allen. Make sure you key in on Michael Parsons and don't let that brother go off. And then mix up your personnel. Mix up your personnel and go back more to your 11 personnel. Spread the ball out like that. Because one thing we do know is that Josh Allen is weatherproof. So even in a deluge of rain, Josh Allen is not going to have a problem. We can expect for the most part that Josh Allen is going to do his thing in this game. That's why I feel good about it. And it's also why it's time some score predictions, baby. For an hour and 30 minutes into the show, now it's time for some score predictions. I need you guys to drop it in the chat right now. Jason Thomas says, yo, Shakir, 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 baby. I need to have Shakir in this game. I need to have him. And you know what? He could be an unsung hero in this game. 
especially if they go to 11 personnel. Because let's just say the, the Cowboys, and, and, and they, they scheme and they, they're able to erase Stephon Diggs with Gilmore. Let's say Gabe Davis doesn't do squat, okay, against Bland. So who's your other weapon? Dalton Kincaid, okay. Well, maybe they match up well against him with the safeties. But if you bring in Khalil Shakir, that's a different story. Plus James Cook out of the backfield. That's right there. Could be the keys right there. They could be spotlight heroes of the game. Khalil Shakir and James Cook in the passing game. In the passing game. So, with that being said, Bills Mafia, let me drop my music so we can get back in the feeling, in the groove of things here. Here it is. There we go. Score prediction time, baby. Drop your score predictions in the chat. I got Jason Thomas saying, you know, Bills 30, Cowboys 23. Augustine has 28 Bills, Cowboys 14. Oh, my God. Cowboys only scoring 14 points. Wouldn't that be something? Tim Best comes in and says, yo, 27-24 Bills. So she calls a close game. Because of the close game. And the Bills are favorite. William comes in. 31-24 Bills. I like it. Uh, let me see here. I've got Ian Fetterman. Bills 31. Cowboys 24. My man, Silas Whittle. Shout out, Silas. He says, yo, Bills 30, Cowboys 21. Mike's moving on on the map. 24-10, Buffalo. I like it. Uh-oh, here we go. Forty burger. Drop that burger in the chat. We got a 40 burger here. Christopher comes in. Christopher Roseboro says, yo, Bills are going to blow the brakes off of the Cowboys. We're doing a 40. 19. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I would love to see that, to be honest. I would absolutely love to see that. Richard Forbes comes in. Bills, 34. Cowboys, 23. Laura, 28. 17. Bills. Here we go, baby. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. I'm wondering where, where, where the Cowboys, all these Cowboys... Hate, I mean, these Bills haters and these, these Cowboys, where, where'd they go? Where'd they go? I'm waiting for them to come in here. And I don't see them. Looks like they left. Advanced Hood, Clean Solutions. 28-25 Bills. We got this. You doggone right we got this. You doggone right. Rhonda comes in. Bills 33, Cowboys 21. That is what I'm talking about. Richard Forbes says, yo, big dubs, big dubs, big dubs. Hey, yo, shout out to everybody, man, who has joined. I've seen y'all seen a lot of y'all coming here. Um join the channel. Yo, shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Brittany. Shout out to everybody, man, who's joined. Much love. Uh, Courtney says. 
Bills 28, Cowboys 20. Frank Ashcraft comes in. Bills 33, Cowboys 24. Oh, man. I love it. And Pat the Ripper, yo, shout out to the best fan base in all of professional sports, baby. Bills Mafia. Shout out, no doubt. Here we go. That's what I, that's what I, was, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for some Cowboys fans to come in here. Dallas Cowboys 2011 says, yo, Cowboys 24, Bills 20. After all that noise, he says it's a close game. Cowboys win by four. All right. Now. <laughs> yo, Calvin Ashley. Bills 51. Cowboys 25. If the Bills beat the snot out of the Cowboys like that, Josh Allen MVP. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Now, let me give my score prediction. My score prediction for this game. Uh, close game? Do I see it being a close game? Uh, I think it could be a one-score game. I think it could be. I'm looking at the Cowboys. Uh, let me go. Let me go back because I want to look at at their road. The schedule on the road. Let me hold. On. Let me let me let me pull that up real quick. On the road, their wins were again. I mean, they get bad teams. The Giants in Week One that blew them out forty to zero. The Carolina Panthers they're horrible. 33-10. But a team in the Chargers, 5-9, they, they, they won by three points. 20-17. to 17. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, that doesn't mean anything in terms of this game. But when I look at it, on the road, this team is not the same. The Cowboys are not the same on the road. So I am going to say, the Cowboys will have a score of, I'll give them 20. I'm going to give the Cowboys 20 points. 20 points by the Cowboys. The Buffalo Bills, though? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Bills, 28. Cowboys 20. I almost wanted to I almost wanted to spread that thing out a little bit by two scores, but I kept it in by one score. Eight points. Maybe there's a two-point conversion involved in there somewhere. 28-20. Your Buffalo Bills with the victory over the Dallas Cowboys. And the Bills make it 2-0 oh on their quest to go undefeated the rest of the regular season, punching in their ticket to the postseason and their division win. Stealing that thing back from the Miami Dolphins. That's how I see it, ladies and gentlemen. But we'll see what happens. I definitely feel confident, though, about this game. I really do. Because the Bills are locked and loaded. They're in playoff mode. And they're not going to lose. They ain't going to lose. All right? They are not going to lose. So let's get ready for this game, man. Shout out to everybody. 
Make sure you come back tomorrow for the pregame show because you know that thing is going to be off the chain. I don't know if y'all say off the chain anymore. I may have just dated myself, but I say that I don't care. Myself, Rico, I don't know if Z-Bot's going to join. He may join, he may not. But it's going to be it's going to be fire. Okay? So make sure you stay tuned for that tomorrow. And then during the game, you want to make sure that you Mr. Big Fella himself. Mr. Remember Who We Have himself. We've got y'all covered, baby. You don't want to go anywhere else. But until next time, man, enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see y'all tomorrow. As always, baby, grace and peace. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw it. I saw it. Kim Bet said it. And I saw it. And I'm going to say it. Kim Betts is closing us out with an on my mama take. And Kim Betts says on my mama, Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it, baby. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. If Kim says it, it's a wrap. Bills are going all the way. They are not losing another game Keep the faith, Bills Mafia. Keep the faith. The story is being written right before our very eyes. And when it's all said and done, we're going to see our beloved Buffalo Bills hoisting up that Lombardi trophy. But until then, we got to take care of business against the Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it. All right? So, again, shout out to everybody. I love y'all so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Grace and peace. God bless. And as always, and until next time, baby, go. Bill. credit card bill.